to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is On the Clock with Strick. Uh, well, On the Block, actually, but we're on the clock here. On the Block with Strick and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, it's kind of a tough one. I, I know we've both made some mistakes saying that, that one, uh, but we'll get it figured out. I also got to adjust my camera a little bit. I, you can see on like Two-Face right now, just the good side and the bad side. But we'll figure that out here in just a second once I, I throw a question to you. I'll figure that out. Um, but Nebraska basketball is set to tip off from Pinnacle Bank Arena here in about a half an hour here on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, so happy holidays to everybody out there. But uh, it'll be kind of fun to see if Nebraska can get a win. But unfortunately, fun was not the way you would describe Nebraska basketball's last outing or really the last month or so for Nebraska basketball. Um, what do you think the key is tonight? Of the, I mean, we'll talk the whole segment about it. But uh, first and foremost, the, the biggest key into getting off the schneid and to getting this victory against an Indiana team that they played close to in Bloomington. It's kind of funny. They lost by 13, um, but just my memory says that's one of their closer games um, just because some of these have been worse than that. But uh, I think they have an opportunity tonight, whereas, you know, going up against Purdue and Illinois, those were going to be tough outs. I think they they could beat a middling kind of middle of the pack Big Ten team in Indiana tonight, um, but they're just going to have to play their, their best ball game. What does that mean to you? Well, it, when you really look at it from a from a standpoint with, with how they played the last time, they did a wonderful job on TG Day, uh, TJ Davis, um, well, Trace, Trace Jackson Davis. I'm going to say TJ. Yeah. <laughs> but they did a really good job on TJ. Um, TJ, he's basically scoring 19 points on 61% shooting, uh, averaging nine rebounds a game and also three blocks. So everything goes through TJ Davis. Um, everything that Indiana does and the way that they they play is going to go through him. Very similar to how Illinois likes to run through um, Cockburn, right? Yeah. So that's a key. But here's another key. They're very turnover prone. So in their last game against the who I mean against Iowa Hawkeyes, they turned the ball over 23 times. So Nebraska and and then, and then Iowa converted that into 34 points. So Nebraska, if they can turn them, they will they will be in a good situation. The problem they will be in a good situation to win that game. The problem with Nebraska is they don't convert very well <laughs> off of their turnovers. Their their turnover uh, points off turnover numbers I, I I think have been very marginal in the low teens, even when they do high turnovers, they think one game they, they got in the you know twenties between 20 and 30 points off of turnovers. And it, but it wasn't a good team. It was, it was a very bad team. So um, I would like to see them really turn them over. I would like to see them uh, be mindful of the fact that shoot TJ Davis is coming off a phenomenal game, uh, 18 points, 11 rebounds. He's a walking double, double, but he had five blocks. So, you know, he's going to solidify the paint. They had trouble doing that in the last game. I think they continued to be bullheaded against the against the Hoosiers in the last game, where they continued to just go, 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 and continued to get it swatted, swatted, swatted. So that that piece of it, um, that piece of the pie, is going to be a very important. That they need to get to the paint, force him to rotate and then make the play to the next guy. They've got to shoot the ball well. Uh, the Hoosiers are one of the best defensive teams in the Big Ten. They're 
Um, they're holding their opponents to 36% shooting, including 29% from the three-point range. And we know that Nebraska hasn't shot the ball. You know, they're very inconsistent. So those those things, they have to shoot the ball. They have to be in the – I think to win this game, we've got to be in the mid-40s. They've got to shoot the ball at least 40, 40% plus, you know, either 38 to 40 um, from three. And they have to get to the free throw line. Um, getting to the free throw line is not going to be a Verge or a McGowan's driving to the basket and challenging TJ Davis and, and their, their front court. It's going to be getting to the paint, making the next play to a walker or to a lap man or somebody who's going to make the next drive and be able to create contact to get to the free throw line. So they have to do those things in order, I think, to win the game tonight. Yeah, it's it's going to be a struggle either way. Obviously, you know Nebraska uh, losers of ten of their last eleven. It's hard to it's hard to get a fan base uh, overly excited for a five o'clock tip for a lose a team that's lost ten of the last eleven. Five game losing streak as it stands right now. The good news is all these games have been pretty difficult. Uh, you, you think about some of these games: Auburn, Ohio State, Michigan State, Illinois, Purdue. All you know, highly ranked teams. Indiana at least gives you a little break from that before you hit at Ohio State in Wisconsin. You're next two games the good news after that is that from there on out as as of right now they just have one top 25 game um the rest of the way so january was always going to be difficult let me touch that point bob because i think that's important there there's two there's two things that can come out of playing a tough schedule like that one it can make you better in the latter half of the season or it can prepare you to become better because sometimes uh you want to put uh a boxer or you want to put a football team against some top tier competition in order to make sure that their challenge may be going into a top contender fight or going into a, a top contender duel or whatever the case may be. You want, you want to kind of deal with somebody that maybe you're outmatched and you may take a, you may take your lumps. I think sometimes you can either wilt or you can become stronger. This is where we're going to see what type of Nebraska's uh, team is going to be with regard to their heart. Do they, are they, are they going to, are they going to still continue to play with passion or are they going to just lay it down and, and turn in, you know, gone fishing like, yeah. like the Cowboys are right now. <laughs> so, so are they, are they going to do that? That's so th- those are two things that can come out of it. It can either elevate you and make you significantly better or it can, um, you know, make it difficult for you. I think that's what you saw with Cincinnati, right? Um, Cincinnati, they played maybe a couple of games, but I think you've got to, if you really want to be someone that looks to compete down the road, you want to play somebody that may really lump lump you, you know what I mean? And, and beat you down so that it, it creates a hardness, right? Um, that will enable you when you face that, real next challenge or that challenge down the road is going to bode well for you because it's not like you haven't been there before, but you've been there. And that's what I'm hoping to see from Nebraska. I haven't seen that yet. Um, I've seen it in a couple of games, but it's not very consistent. And we know that they haven't played a full 40 minutes yet. I'm still looking for that a 40 minute other than, other than the North Carolina state game where I think they did that. Yeah. Um, but it's still with some inconsistencies within that that allowed them to lose that game. So um, I would say it's probably three minutes. It was very small, 
but I'd like to see a full game where they literally put it all together. And I think they can, they can do that. I don't know if it'll be tonight, but I think I'd like to see it soon. Yeah, and, and you you have to hopefully – I mean, it has to come along eventually. Nebraska's records, um, especially the Fred Hoiberg records, uh, true road games, Big Ten records, all that stuff, it's almost getting to the point of um, relegation, right? You kind of go to the kind of the soccer leagues um, where you just you almost want to kick them out. I, I, I thought at the at the beginning of the Big 12 days when Baylor was there, like the early 2000s, and they've had the Big 12 since 1996, and Baylor just could not win a football game. Like, they were awful, and you, and you almost – thought like well maybe we should try somebody else here in the big 12 i mean it, it's not that bad but the records are that bad um right now i mean they're, they're just they're hard to look at when you look at fred hoiberg's records here at nebraska um and you just feel like the talent's been better i mean again and, and i don't know about overwhelmingly better or um you know like like the, the teams have been a lot better than what they've gotten out of the results but i mean if you if you go back and tell tell me that you, you hire Fred Hoiberg, you're going to get uh, a couple guys get the first triple doubles of all time at Nebraska. You're going to have two guys that are going to be picked in the NBA draft. Um, you're going to have your first five-star ever. You're going to have a guy that break the record for points and a half at Nebraska. You know, all those things. You put all that together for me and said – Bet the house that the record won't be this money, uh, like one in twenty six in true road games or whatever the heck it is. I would have like bet one the house. Yeah, I would have bet the house and I would have lost the house. It's just yeah. been very difficult as a Nebraska basketball fan. Like you said, points of highlights um, and and that I, to, that I was pointing to of, of, of progress and some guys being very good, um, but it's just never put together in a complete package for a game or you know for for a couple games stretch. Um, you know we're, we're asking for a complete game because eventually you want to talk about putting some wins together, you know, putting, you know, getting a stretch together, but we just can't even do that at this point where Nebraska's at. Um, that being said, again, it, it's not like when you put them out there on the floor, most times they're a complete mismatch and not going to have an opportunity. This game against, against Indiana is that same case where, you know, I, I think that you're going to need, like I said, you're going to have to play maybe your best ball to get the win or close to it. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes when you say that, it, it maybe makes you a little bit more nervous going into a game. You don't have to play your best ball, but put a game together, like you're saying, a complete game, and see if you can get the win. And I think you know you're going to have to start relying on guys like uh, Bryce McGowan's if he if he wants to be that NBA draft pick, that first rounder next year. He's got to really take advantage of the second half of the season and, and show improvement in, in some of the areas that he hasn't been good at. Um, you know, Alonzo Verge, they got to figure out. That, that package together. I think C.J. Wilcher has settled into his role as sixth man very well. Um, Derek Walker, we know the fight that he's going to bring. So, you know, it's just about kind of putting those together, and, and it's just been so difficult to have, you know, you have like five or six good players, but none of them, they just can't put it together on the same night. And like you said, Indiana, we can say they're gettable, but they're one of the best defensive teams in the Big Ten, so they're built to make sure you don't have that great game. And that's 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 what's crazy. That's why if it does happen, that can be very, especially from a team that turns the ball over the way that they do. I mean, they they will give up the ghost. They'll give it away. And so you have to be able to take advantage of that. You you've got to win the hustle game. Nebraska definitely has to win the hustle game, like every game. If you if you if you're trying to get off the snide, if I don't see that in your hustle game, your hustle points. I don't know if Nebraska tracks them or not. I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure they track deflections and 
different things like that. They better start but if they it, don't. I mean, you've got – you. I would. Yeah. I mean, if it's not there, that's one thing. That would be a determinator for <laughs> whether or not you're on the – you know, what your minutes are going to look yeah. like. I mean, really, that because I can track that. I can go – I can sit down with you after every game and say, okay, your hustle points are only at – you know, two. What? What's up, bro? You're you're paying. You're playing thirty minutes a game. Why? Why is there only two hustle points for you? Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's cyclical There's five because the... instances you could have won a hustle point. Yeah. What? Because why the guys it? on the bench, they'll pay attention to the hustle points. They know that's how they get minutes, and so that's yeah. cyclical. When when they start getting more hustle points than the starters, and the starters realize that's how they're taking their minutes. You know that sort of thing. I, I think can really get going. And I don't know if again, without being in the locker room, you don't know what they've tried and what they haven't, yeah. what buttons they haven't pushed. But I think at this point in time, they're the only winless team in the Big Ten. Um, they're zero and seven in conference play. Again, maybe it is just patience and keep with the game plan. And finally, the, the schedule will ease up or whatever. But to me, I'd be pushing a bunch of different buttons and trying to see which works because it's very, very unlikely that Hoiberg gets bought out by the end of the season. So he's basically not on the hot seat, yet has a team that, that he needs to – that just doesn't have a whole lot to lose at this point other than the, the games that they continue to lose. So, you know, I, I would say it's worth a, a few um, different attempts, and I know he's been trying it, um, but, you know, maybe just to, to kind of get outside of the box and try to figure out some way to motivate these guys once again. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's you've got to figure out whatever that button is. Um, I, <laughs> I I would say that I think there's a different Hoiberg on the court than probably at practice. Um, in seeing them practice a few times, I think he addresses them a lot more uh, with a with a different face and a different tone uh, in the game than he does in practice. Um, but yeah, I, I I would try to figure that out. You know, what can we implement? that can bring bring us up another level because that's really all that's how we're losing games it's not it's not that teams are overwhelming you it's that you're not doing the essentials that is going to help you to either be in the game or to be impactful within a game structure um they look other teams look very active and they they look intense and they you know Things happen. They have stoic faces sometimes with Nebraska. It's yeah, I give you a clap, but it's a stoic. It, it's not um, a passion. I'm not saying you have to be rah, rah rah, but I mean, you you can see the difference though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for example, I mean, you if you watch you if you watch football games all weekend, you can tell who was ready who was intense. You could see it collectively within their linemen and within how they got into the huddle and out of the huddle and, you know, after plays and you, you can tell which teams were, 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 were pretty much saying we're going to get this done. And the good thing is, is the, the, um, the Huskers have an opportunity, another opportunity, and we will see in a less than an hour, whether or not they're going to be able to uh, make it happen. 
Yeah, 5 o'clock tip-off from uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena on BTN if you can't make it down there. Uh, and, of course, we will have uh, ticket weeknights tonight. So the post-game show, I think, is going to uh, feature Nicole Griffith. So that should be pretty exciting to see uh, kind of what her thoughts are on the game and, and throughout the year. So uh, we'll kind of see how all that goes. But we're going to take a break. Uh, but we're going to come back here around the around the block. Um, Shootout with Strick is actually coming up next. Um, your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. You just have to beat Strick in a shootout. It's a nice little game show we play. Get in line, 402-464-5685 for your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. That's coming up next here on On the Block. Sometimes years out, so the powers that be won't let me get my ideas out.